Brambleworm. The bright sunlight of a cloudless afternoon shone through the open windows of the coach as it trundled down the well-worn wagon ruts of Two Days Lane. Such it was called, for regardless of how quickly one seemed to travel, it always took two days to go from Box Hall to the Lowlands Junction, where they were now headed. Many wayfarers on that road had also noted the odd phenomenon that it took just one day if one traveled from the opposite direction. Durkee dozed in the warmth of the early autumn sun, his mouth slightly agape. The queen sighed and looked out the window at the passing forest. Gold-dappled trees glowed with amber light, and a gentle haze suffused the pristine landscape. It had been beautiful for the first hour, perhaps even the second, but now she was bored. As the ruler of a kingdom, albeit a smallish one, she was accustomed to busy days attending to all the practical matters her position demanded. Extended periods of contemplation and reverie were not a luxury her role afforded her, nor were they activities she would seek out by choice. She had tried to strike up a conversation with their driver, Pemery, a sharp-eyed clericon with a fiery head of hair and well-groomed mustaches. Sadly, he proved to be a man of a monosyllabolic nature, preferring the economy of a grunt or nod. He was, however, quite genial, despite his brevity. She knew better than to distract the guards with idle conversation, which they would feel obliged to. They were, after all, supposed to be guarding. Across from her, Durkee slumbered like an exhausted child, his tomes and papers scattered about him. The man does like to sleep, mused the queen. Her annoyed judgment only lasted a moment as she recalled the man's day-to-day work at Tajmere Hall always racing from place to place, attending to a multitude of details which would otherwise drive her mad. Elissa regarded him, and seeing the gentle fellow snoring so innocently, softened. Rest well, Durkee. Rest while you are able, she thought. Absent-mindedly, she picked up one of his many tomes and leafed through its pages, stopping on one with the rendering of some segmented emerald serpent. The words which accompanied the image read thusly. The brambleworm is to be found in the depths of the wild country, most often on piney mountainsides and other dry, high-altitude tracts of land. It often dwells near others of its kind, and is a mostly benign creature despite its thorny appearance. Though the brambleworm is blind of eye, it seems to navigate by listening to those sounds and reverberations which echo through the ground. Its hide is exceedingly tough, and some of the forest tribes have been known to make an armor from it. Be wary its tail, though, for that has been known to pierce even pig iron and king's steel. Sad that someone should make armor from such a creature, she considered, looking at the picture, for she thought it looked quite cute. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!